1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ready!
0: <coughs> Buffalo Bills Game Day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
2: Alright, here we go, here we go! We gotta have a drive! 23 left! 23 left! Rear, Four, two, three. Three.
3: This is the Buffalo
4: Bills postgame show. Here's Nate Geary. All right, good evening, everyone. The Bills, oh, they get the win 32-29. to The lake effect snow doesn't hit until the fourth quarter as if it was a storyline it was going to write itself. We're going to get into all that. We're going to hear from head coach Sean McDermott. We got Josh Allen coming up here in just a few moments as well. Before we do all of that, let's please pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
1: Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo, WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo,
4: 98.5 FM.
2: Always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: All right, welcome back. Nate Erie here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. 550 1-888-552-550 are your numbers to call. Would love to hear from you. You've probably got a pretty slow moving ride home. Uh so happy to uh to ride along with you here for the next little while. Uh once again, we'll have Josh Allen coming up here in just a few moments who uh just a few moments who will be on the podium. He just left the uh, NFL network uh, post game show, so he should be uh, joining us here in just a few moments. Before we do all of that, before we start taking phone calls in the whole nine, let's just take a collective sigh of relief <sighs> because that was an anxiety filled game. The second half just did not go the way that the Buffalo Bills, especially on the offensive side of the ball, wanted to go. It really looked like the Bills' offense was an immovable force, really from the first drive on in that first half, really doing whatever they wanted through the air. And then Mitch Morse goes out with a head injury in the game. Doesn't come back. I think it it must have happened on the first or second play of the third quarter. There was nothing to report at halftime when I was on with Sal Capaccio. So this must have happened right in the very first play of the third quarter. That moves Van Rotten, Greg Van Rotten, to the center position, which is technically their third-string center. No Ryan Bates who would have likely moved into the center position if he was healthy and playing in this game but was out with an ankle injury. So that means they've got their third center, and their third right guard with David Questenberry, who has really been filling in for this team at the tackle position, both right and left tackle with Deion Dawkins out the last couple of weeks. And then when Spencer Brown was out with injury, he saw David Questenberry jump in at tackle. He's got that ability to pop down. But man, I mean, you are working with a makeshift offensive line. And, you know, I've got some, certainly have some complaints tonight about some of the play calling in that second half. Just, they, they were really refusing to move off of the deep passing game, even though they were having a tough time protecting Josh. They obviously, the, the fumble on the first play, and, you know, they didn't really get the running game going until the end. And then Josh Allen kind of just decided he was going to take the game and put it in his own hands. He's going to run the football. He has the that 40-yard run play, which was huge. Then he ends up getting the uh, the two-point conversion where he leaps over the pile, which ended up being an incredibly big play um, considering. And then the defense just getting timely stops. It wasn't always pretty. But Raheem Mozart had 100 yards in the first quarter. He finished with 136. Now, Selvin Ahmad got some burn towards the end of that game. He finishes with 6 for 43 and a score. But all in all, one big touchdown given up to Jalen Waddell. Tyreek Hill has held under 100 yards for only the second time this season. Both games that Tyreek Kill has been held under 100 yards, it was the Bills. So, although he has been one of the most electrifying players in football this season, the Bills have done a great job holding Tyreek Kill to his lowest output of the season, only 7.7 yards a catch on 13 targets, nine for 69 in this game. Jalen Waddle obviously has the big play; he finishes three for 114. But you know, all in all. The defense mantra, right? The defensive mantra bend but don't break. It really, really felt like that tonight. I thought that anything that was an outbreaking route, the Bills had a beat on it. It felt like to me, Trey White could kind have of had two, three interceptions in this game. Taron Johnson had one that goes right through his hands. This was one of those games where you look at the opponent and you tip your cap. This was an incredibly difficult opponent. I thought that the Dolphins came to play. They took the punches early. They were able to counter. They come out. They force the three and out out of the second half. Right. It looks like, man, everyone's talking about the double dip. The Bills score right there, the last play of the first half, which, by the way, I wanted to pull my hair out, watching Josh Allen run the clock out on himself, but ends up making the great throw. James Cook makes the catch, and you know the rest is history. But then you come out in the second half, and you just... Can't carry over any level of 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 of, of momentum whatsoever. And the play calling questionable. Couldn't get the run game going. Um, They were just running all downfield concepts. You had multiple instances of wide receivers that were running next to each other in their route concepts. Just, I don't know if that's sloppy play and miscommunication and lack of poor execution from the wide receivers. Uh, but I've got I've got a lot of concerns about this Bills offense coming out of this game. Even though again they score 32 points, and you're like Nate, what are you talking about? 32 points, but. They have a scoreless third quarter that just lets this Dolphins team back in the game. Dolphins take the lead going into the fourth quarter, and Josh Allen just bails this team out one more time. I mean, Josh Allen finishes this game with a 381 total yards, and and maybe Josh Allen's MVP. You know, maybe that chatter is gone, and 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 we're gonna hear from QB one right now. Josh Allen at the podium. You
5: guys four for four until he just kicked it at
6: the end. That's the only reason didn't go perfect. Yeah. Um, again, I think attention to detail in practice understanding our, our concepts um, and then guys making plays you know we uh, put in some new stuff this week and trusted the guys to go out there and, and make some plays and they did I don't know if it
7: was
8: causation or correlation the snow starts coming down you guys flip the switch is that something that got you juiced up or is it just coincidence
6: not just coincidence um, kind of hit a lull there in the third quarter you know credit to them that that's a that's a really good football team and um, you know who knows if we'll see them again I'm, I'm I'm pretty positive we will. Um, so, again, yeah, that third quarter is not, not where we want to be. Uh, but, again, that fourth quarter, guys made made plays, stepped up, uh, found a way to win. I thought our defense played a heck of a game in that second half um, especially. Um, and then there, T-Bass at the end, you know, he's nails.
9: What did you see in that, in, in that last drive? It seemed like that, uh, Miami's playing a Y-9, and I started running the edges a little bit during that final
6: drive. Yeah. Um, again, I thought Coach Dorsey um, called a heck of a game, being patient. You know, trusting trusting trust his guys on the field, um, trusting me, you know, to make the right decisions. Um so yeah, we he found some, some good plays that we kept going back to and uh you know, our offensive line kept executing our running backs, ran the ball hard and you know, just found a way. Josh, a lot has been made of
7: Dawson's role with this offense some some weeks statistically it's maybe not as big as others, but tonight you were looking his way a lot. What did you like about the matchup with him tonight?
6: Yeah, I thought Dawson played he played really big tonight. Um, used his size very well. Again, catch and run. Nice. Love that. It's a good ringtone. Um, yeah, man, he he played a heck of a game tonight. I I love throwing it to him. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I missed him a couple times. You know, kept the ball behind him. So some things to clean up, but he, again, stepped up when we needed him most.
10: Were you sure you got the two-point conversion? Right when it
6: happened. Um, I, I thought I was in. I, I stood there with my hands up, but it's it's a game of inches and uh you know I'm just thankful we got it over. Is
7: there something about this opponent, Josh? I mean obviously it's a division game and you guys get up for those, but throughout your career you have played Miami really, really tough.
6: Um I you know, these are just the division games. We know them, they know us. Um I, I don't I couldn't tell you why, but you know, we we want to go out there and be perfect every time we touch the ball and every drive we want to end in a touchdown and um you know we're just trying to go out there and execute at a high level and uh, we, we seem to do it against these guys again, we, but they beat us earlier in the year. You know, it, it's a really good football team. We just played; we, they took them down to the wire, took a last-second field goal to win. Um, you know, I thought, uh, I, I thought our defense, you know, stepped up big in that second half. Um, but again, it takes everybody.
11: Hey Josh, obviously, you want more steps after this, but can you appreciate clinching the playoffs with the things that you guys have overcome this year? About? Absolutely.
6: That's that's the number one thing Coach McDermott preaches: is playoff caliber. Can't win the Super Bowl unless you make the playoffs. So. Um, that's goal number one down. Um, goal number two now is to clinch the division. Um, and then, again, that's that's how we'll take it. We'll take it one game at a time and be ready for next week. Is through
12: just what
5: happened
10: uh, the, the last play before halftime, yeah. the crazy rollout to, to James? Coney. That's
6: Yeah, it's either a really good play or a really stupid play. Um, I'm just thankful he, he came back to the ball and, and made a play on it. I uh, I threw it, and in my head I'm just like, I, I know I wasted too much time. I know there's zero seconds on the clock, and I just kind of slid on the ground, and I just, you know, laid there and waited for cheers and you know thank god cheers came because uh gotta have points before the half um you know shouldn't have put myself in that situation but again found a way to make play can you discuss the loss of mitch morris tonight obviously a big loss you've been without him before this season
9: what does he mean to the offense and and without him uh, how big of a loss is that
6: yeah i mean he's the heartbeat of our own line he makes all the calls uh he knows the game plan inside and out we love the guy um, hope he, I'm hoping he's okay, um, you know, and GVR was already, you know, playing for Bates who was out, so he kicks over to center. Um, you know, Quez comes in at right guard, and they, they didn't miss a beat. They played extremely well. Um, you know, I'm proud of, proud of our guys for stepping up, and, again, that's just kind of been – the season this year guys going down guys stepping up and again just continuing to find ways to win football games how about people
9: throwing snow onto the field tonight the environment what was it like from a player's perspective
6: yeah a little wild um you know don't necessarily condone the snowball throwing especially if it could cost our team uh love love that the fans are having fun though um and again we won the game, so uh, not too mad about it now.
5: The run on the final drive, did you just see something there where you knew you'd have an alley, or what kind of unfolded
6: there? Yeah, he, uh, he called a quarterback draw there and um, just trusted the angle that I was running on and found a way to scoot by. Um, that's that really all it was, just felt like Forrest Gump.
9: How much plan did is- <laughs> <laughs> he is- this weather and these elements take you back to your days in Wyoming?
6: a lot it reminded me a little bit of a CSU game my second my second to, or second time playing them you know nasty weather there in that second half uh running the ball there late to win i think we we might have won on a field goal or i think kellen overstreet actually punched it in there late to give us the lead but uh very similar elements you know just can barely see you got snowballs pelting you in the eyes and um you know everybody wears beanies but i think a hat is almost better in this weather Keeps your eyes protected a little bit, so that's something we have to, to learn to adjust.
1: Josh, on that long run on the game tying drive, uh, what did you see from your perspective? On
6: that? Oh, which one?
1: The, the long run, the 44 yarder. Oh yeah, again,
6: just um, called a quarterback draw. Um, our line got to the right spot, and again, just just started running. That's that's really all it was, and uh, picked an angle, trusted it, and worked out.
3: Josh Jordan had said that you guys may be expected to see more snow or have the band arrive earlier. Or whatever is that? With all that's going on with the game, are you are they updating you guys at all on you know? It looks like fourth quarter; it's going to be here, and we might have to
11: adjust some things. Not really. Way? As
6: soon as the game hits, you know, we're we're expecting snow. Um, we'll we'll adjust to no snow, and then you know when the snow came, um, we were prepared for it. But um, you know, I, I I thought it would have snowed earlier, you know, just given all the reports that we gotten throughout the week, especially like earlier today. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. We we focus on. What we can.
7: Last yes, one. Quinton, Nahim, and James all had their first touchdown catches tonight. How big is that to be able to spread the ball around
6: that much? No, that's huge. When when you get other guys involved in the game plan, um, you know, sharing the wealth. That's what makes an offense scary and dangerous. When you know, at any point, any of these guys can catch the ball and and, and make a play. And again, I thought guys stepped up. Um, obviously, those aren't starters. You know, guys making plays uh, when the opportunity is called and taking advantage of those opportunities. So. Uh, Really appreciate those guys for working as hard as they do and understanding their game plan uh, and then going out there and executing. Thank you, guys. All right,
4: that is Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. We're going to take a timeout. We'll get to your phone calls on the other side. And, of course, Josh Allen and his podium is brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Timeout, other side, more Bill's postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
2: Allen takes the snap. Wants the throw, steps up in the pocket, fires into the end zone, and is caught. Dawson Knox, touchdown, Buffalo. Dawson Knox with the touchdown. Bring on the snow. It's snowing hard now, and the Bills are down by two points.
4: All right, welcome back to the post-game show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. It's time now for the Skyworks Stats of the Game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from the Ground Up. Visit skyworksllc.com. This game, Josh Allen finishes 25 of 4,304 yards, a 7.6 yards per completion average, two sacks tonight, in 119.2 quarterback rating. He also led the uh, led, led the game in rushing as well, 10 for 77 in this game. Uh, Devin Singletary really kind of turned it on towards the end of this game on that final drive. He finishes the game 13 for 42 and a 3.2 yards per carry average. James Cook finishes the game 5 for 34, a 6.8 yards per carry average. So a nice uh, game on the ground for Cook. And then leading the way, Dawson Knox. The Dawson Knox game, I guess we'll call it, on eight targets, six catches, 98 yards, and that game... Tying touchdown in the fourth quarter. Stephon Diggs finishes five for sixty in this game on nine targets. A little frustration in this game too. I think Stephon Diggs. Uh, there was a couple instances where I think him and Josh just were not on the same page. It felt, it felt like this was the kind of game that Stephon Diggs should have had. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten catches. Um, and Gabriel Davis had, I thought, a very good game today. Six targets, four catches for 56 yards. A couple of really key uh, second and third down catches. And then uh, Isaiah McKenzie had a couple of nice plays as well. Quentin Morris is one for 14 and a score in this game and Naeem Hines gets his first touchdown as a bill as well. Tremaine Edmonds leads the way uh, in terms of total tackles in this game. He and Milano both with eight uh, six solo tackles for Tremaine. Matt Milano finishes with a half sack. So does Daquan Jones and Shaq Lawson finishes with a sack as well. On the other side, Tua Tagovailoa finishes 17 of 30, 234 yards, two touchdowns down sacked twice with a quarterback rating in this game of 104 and uh, a nice bounce back performance from Tua who really I mean really struggled last week and then I mentioned Raheem Mozart finished the first quarter with over 100 yards he finishes the game with 17 carries for 136 yards part of this I think the storyline of this game will be the Dolphins abandoning the run when especially when they were up um, it, it just felt like there's just no reason why the Dolphins should have stopped running in this football game the Bills had a really tough time stopping it so um all in all it um the bills get a win and i I mean that's and that's that 32 to 29 all right uh it's time we uh we got to get our first caller of the show it's time now for the first response from the fans it's brought to you by serve pro of central buffalo's team luzzy serve pro of central buffalo's team luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster visit teamluzzy.com let's go to tommy who's been waiting patiently tommy you're on the post game show welcome tommy
11: Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me. First time, long time. Just wanted to come out and say, wow, what a
3: horrible third quarter. Such a low out there. Isaiah McKenzie couldn't catch a cantaloupe, but thank God he got that P.I.
11: All I got to say is me and Rico, all my boys, we're going to BK.
3: Have it your way. Hey.
4: All right, thanks, Tommy. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't really have a good response for that. But all right, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the post game show. Uh, Welcome, Kevin.
11: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Oh, my goodness. I'm tired of these cardiac games, but uh, a win's a win. And that's what good teams find a way to do. But what I really want to point out was the play of Taryn Johnson. Taryn Johnson on that defense, man, he probably saved us probably about three or four good times. Because on that one pass where I think two was throwing it into trying to get into Tyreek Hill, and he jumped it. Man, I thought he had that pick six. But him and Tredavious White, they held us down except for that one pass where Hill got that touchdown. Now the if our safety comes over number three, I can't get his name. If he comes over and watches to Davis, he got a pick. Yeah. As you can see, he got there too late. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you thinking? But they always say, man, good teams find a way to win. And that's what we, we that's what we did today. Shout out to the Mafia, shout out to the Bills coaches. Shout out to you guys for taking my call. Appreciate you, man. God bless.
4: Yeah, have a good uh, have a good night, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Happy holidays to you. Uh, let's go to Billy. Billy, you're on the post game show. What do you got for me, Billy?
7: Uh, good evening. Good evening. First of all, a, a good win by the Bills. I'm glad they did win. However, it's still very concerning about two things, namely the Bills' run offense and their run defense. It seems as though that. The the effectiveness of running the ball when it's really necessary is still a problem with the team. Mm-hmm. I think going back to that second and one play back at the start of the third quarter when the Bills got the ball back that they couldn't get that yard. You know when and that would could have extended the play a lot further rather than making it third and long the, the next time around. And granted, I realized the Dolphins did, did have some talent over there, but somehow I thought we could have still gotten that yard. And and second of all is the run defense. Yeah. You know th- this has been a trend for the last month and a half or so, something like that, where teams have been able to run on the Bills and 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 basically pick up yards and 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 stay and, and be able to be kept in games. And it's almost as if uh, the 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 I wish the uh, defense coordinator uh, would sometimes instead of staying in that nickel package would actually a go to a third linebacker if needed. So when you know that they're, yeah. they're going to probably run the game like that.
4: I like this. And I you, like this point, Billy. And I, and I want to, I want to take off with it if, if that's all right. I, I, because I think you're bringing up a good point that I don't want to lose track of. And, and it's about the third linebacker in this, right. And it's bringing AJ Klein in. Thanks for the call, Billy. Um, listen, this is a nickel team. They're not going to run three linebackers. And, and even when teams are running well against them, Taron Johnson is a, is probably one of the best run-defending slot corners in football. And does he give up size at times? Yes, he does. Um, I, I want to push back a little bit to, to, because I don't think I fully agree that this defense over the last little while has struggled against the run. I, in fact, I think mostly this year, this is a defense that has turned the page from the defense we saw last year against the run. I thought they were really, really gashed out. To me, Matt is not 100%. This was the toughest game I've seen Matt Milano play maybe in his career. I, I just I don't think Matt Milano's playing hundred percent. I think he's a little banged up right now. I think he got caught up on a couple of blocks. And then he got beat to the outside a couple of plays that early on that first drive, or maybe it was the second drive, where Raheem Mozart gets that twenty yard catch where he just absolutely burns Matt Milano. And that's just not a that that's not a play you see Matt Milano miss. So I, I think there's a little something off there with Matt Milano, and I know he's been kind of on the injury report the last two weeks, but this is not a defense that at any time is going to go to three linebackers, especially against a Miami Dolphins def- or a Miami Dolphins offense that, that features two of the fastest wide receivers in football. And listen, I, I think if there's frustrations about this game, listen, I, I think what you're talking a little bit about this, Billy, too, is that it, it's the cat and mouse game that you have to play as a defensive coordinator, right? And When the Bills brought down the safety into the box to defend the run because they were having trouble stopping it, the Dolphins hit him over the top with it. And that's the cat-and-mouse game that you play with an offense like this. And listen, at times I felt myself very frustrated by some of the play calls, by blitzing Tua Tunga-Viola in this game. Even if you don't get to Tua with four, even if you can't create pressure with four, you just have to, you have to cut off the middle of the field and force him to make boundary throws. And when they did that today, when he was forced to make boundary throws, he was inaccurate, and he threw the ball with enough loft, without enough velocity, that gave these corners an opportunity to step in front, get those pass breakups, and, and probably should have had an interception or two in this game as well. We got head coach Sean McDermott.
8: Ironman tonight in Orchard Park. A little bit of snow in the fourth quarter to add to it, which was uh, just in typical Buffalo... Uh, Buffalo's signature right there. So, um, thought it was a great, obviously great, great drive um, to go win it. Uh, well executed. T bass coming in to finish it off. T bass and and Sam and and Reed. I don't want to forget those two guys either. They do a great job for us, the protection and then. Uh, um, you know, I thought the defense found, found a way in the second half. They were having success running the ball uh, really throughout the game, and, and uh, defense made some key stops, in particular one after the turnover. Um, you know, just instead of giving up touchdowns, forcing some field goals down there, which was important for us. And then, um, like I said, the offense going on a drive right there to go win it. So uh, some really good moments, really tough football team uh, in, in a tough situation, found a way to get it done. And uh, with that, I'll turn it over to you,
9: Coach. You got some great balance it's at six minutes to run six minutes off the clock, and a nice game. Just run us back to that six minutes.
8: Yeah, um, I thought Coach Dorsey did a really good job of, um, you know, throwing some throwing some runs in there. Motor the offensive line. James hit one, I believe. Uh, it was good to watch those guys um, kind of get into a good rhythm off, you know, with, with some throws with some passes. Different types of passes, different types of runs. Good communication with the coaches during the, on the headset during that drive in particular with Coach Cromer and and Ken and uh, and Josh. So just coming over the sideline and making sure we are in, in full control of the situation. And um, you know, in a lot of ways, it reminded me obviously down the end there of the uh, Ravens game. Um, that's a little bit what we were talking about there. So um, good execution.
6: What do you want to say about uh, Josh's playmaking, the the leap for the two-point conversion, the 44-yard run, the end of the first half?
8: Yeah, end of the first half was big. Um,
12: <laughs> good
2: <coaching them>
8: all. <laughs> yeah, run it down to zero on the clock and throw a touchdown, <laughs> right? He's lucky he made it out. Uh, he's lucky he threw a touchdown pass right there, or else uh, he and I were going to have a Little, I would have probably flattened his tires maybe after the uh, <laughs> after the game. Uh, but he'll learn from that one, and and maybe I'll learn a little bit from it too. He said, so. uh,
3: he said that uh, he just kind of slid after he threw that ball, and he was just waiting to hear, hoping to hear cheers. I mean,
2: that's
8: the he, he's darn lucky he was hearing some cheers. <laughs> Sean, what
2: does it, it mean to
11: you, uh,
12: fifth playoff appearance now and? In- your
8: six seasons as a head coach. Yeah, yeah, Vic. appreciate that. Uh, very humbling, um, you know, just coming here, moving my family here years ago, um, Terry and Kim giving, giving me and my family an opportunity to, to do this for the first time and, um, you know, really just um, a product of great people, really great people around our organization. Uh, I'm one piece of it, really, and uh, very humbling. Um, like I said before, glory to God for his blessings. Um, and just happy to be a small part of it. Sean, kinda, I know you
11: oh,
10: kind of go, going off of that, Sean. Just you know, you saw on the the broadcast, like you know, your emotion once the game was over. Yeah. Just kind of walk me through, like, well, what's going through your mind in that moment, and just all the everything that comes along with it.
8: Yeah, I mean, you work. I mean, every, you know, every coach, um, you know, all the scouting guys. We work so hard, right? To, try and win one game every week and and you, and you put a lot of time in the, the families have to sacrifice um, you miss a lot of your kids you know events and 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 things that go on and and that's hard um, it makes it all that much uh, more worthwhile when you can get a win and you can and you can get back to the playoffs uh, at home and you go through a game like this this is a that's a tough football team they're a good football team and um, you know, it took everything we had to to pull this one out tonight and so it just it just makes it uh special, right, when you can do that and um you know, like I said, humbling, really that's that's really how I feel about it, Heather. It's just um, you know, humble to be a part of it, uh in in this great town um that doesn't get as as much credit as it, as it deserves, honestly. And the fans. I mean this place is this place is unique. Um so just um, Awesome, awesome.
10: Sean, I know you take them individually, but the report, you know the result of this game has huge implications. The difference between you know fighting still, the playoffs and the division. So you you clinch the playoffs, you're close to the division. And did you you sense the enormity of the comeback and the win? And did it feel like a playoff game almost to you tonight?
8: Yeah, it did. I mean, the environment was like that. And um, Kyle Williams, when he was here, uh, I think in in. Uh, Either my first year or, or my second year, which was Kyle's last year, um, he had talked about this he told the team a story about how he had dreamed about um, playing in the playoffs when, you know, he was and I'm not gonna do it justice, but he walking across from the park players parking lot to the stadium and you could hear the kind of the, the grounding of of salt right underneath his boots, and uh, I think that really has has stuck with me, uh, you know, and just now that we've been able to do it um, in terms of making the playoffs and do it multiple times, um, listen, I'm happy for those guys too, that all the guys that have come before us, coaches included, uh, and the players uh, because I know how much this means to them as well, so.
13: Quinton Morris' smile in the locker room couldn't have been any bigger. Um, he actually said that he kind of blacked out at the end of the <laughs> touchdown. What, uh, what can you say about a guy like that? I'm sure a guy like that who's a practice squad guy, works his way up, gets his first touchdown in a game like this. What can you say about him?
8: Yeah. Um, you know, you never count a guy out, right? I mean, you, you watch him last season. He spent most of the year, if not all the season, on all the year on, uh, on practice squad, and, and that can get long. Um, you can kind of question yourself a little bit. Hey, what am I doing? Is there is there a vision for me here on this team? Am I good enough? Uh, and that's all the general. That's how like normal life is, right? The ups and downs, and sometimes you're either going into a storm and coming out of a storm in life, and and um, just to see him work his butt off, persevere, and uh, you just you know you never know when your number is going to be called, and his number was called, and he made a big time play for us right there. So it's it's a great lesson for for all of our young players.
9: Play? Yeah. Talk about uh, Kyer Enoz. What's your impressions on Kier today?
8: Yeah, you know, I thought he I th- he looked like he was making some plays. He was into the game, fun to watch. Um, you know, another guy that's you know had to wait his turn a little bit, and he's been working. And um, you know, he he almost picked that one one uh, ball off. I think it was a second or th- second down or third down play, third down, I believe, third and medium. Um, so it was great to see him make some plays out there. So,
3: and, uh, you mentioned the the atmosphere and <coughs> the weather. And all that. It was Jordan and Josh. I think said that you guys maybe expected the snow earlier. No one really knows what a, a lake effect band like that is going to do. But when yeah. it started, it seemed like there was a switch that you know got flipped or something. Ooh, when or the snow re- started, responded to it. <laughs> did, did you sense that on the
8: side? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like I said. It's it's typical Buffalo weather, right? This time of year. And um, I remember our first year here. We were driving to the to the Christmas the organization's Christmas party, and I was on two nineteen. And it was a whiteout. And I'm like, I got on and got off right away, the exit. And I'm like, we can't go on. And and my wife's like, we got to keep going. And I was like, what do you mean? Like You can't see. And, and uh, you drive five more miles, and it's clear, right? So kind of like tonight, like it's clear, beautiful uh, December evening, and then all of a sudden here comes a, a snowstorm or a squall or whatever you call that, um, so, I, you know, obviously the fans were enjoying it, and um, it was just typical for a Buffalo December night, I guess.
13: Sean, you can laugh about it now, much like Josh's play with no time left on the clock, but are you thinking at any point how close you're coming to a 15-yard penalty after the officials are like, please stop throwing snow on the field, and these fans just, they kept going? Yeah,
8: um, that, you know, that that's hard, right, because we have such a passionate fan base, and I don't want them to get a bad... You know, get a bad rap. They're so passionate. Um, It's kind of out of our control, right? And I know Josh was kind of motioning to the fans, hey, you know, knock it off. And and I was trying to do my best as well. Challenge is you got fans from, they had a couple Dolphins fans in the crowd too. So, you know, I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, it looked like no one got hurt and and the fans did a good job and we needed them to stop They. uh they were good team players. Yeah, get. I grew up watching that. right? get on the get on the uh, on the referee's mic, and uh, I'm not sure that would have gone over so well. I think with with these fans, I think they would have just uh, that would have inspired them.
6: <laughs> what do you think of the challenge of just stopping there? They used a lot of two backs and two tight ends trying yeah. to keep a lid on their running game while at the same time not give up.
8: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, that's when they've got ten and seventeen. I mean, they're, you know, top receivers with great speed and and um you know, I thought our defense again made the stops they had to they had to make, but you know, we got to go back and look at it and just look at our more more so than anything, our fundamentals and our techniques and making sure we're we're executing those um and doing our one eleventh. So I thought at halftime uh coach did a good job, Coach Frazier and, and the coaches of just, hey, Let's go, basically, go back to training camp and just settle down and do your job. So, uh, we'll have to look at the film overall and, and assess um, you know how, how we can improve that though too.
5: Singletary going down, not scoring the touchdown, yeah. and getting in field goal. Was that plan that you wanted him to, to not yeah. score?
8: Yeah, great situational awareness by motor. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, we call it no moss, which means no more. And similar to like I said, the Baltimore game, you're you're, you're expecting them to. Uh, potentially allow you to score right there, um, just based on where the where the game was, where we had the ball, and uh, in their timeout situation.
13: Sean, with all the receivers that got involved, the targets, whether it be running backs, tight ends, whatever, some people who aren't used to contributing as big as they did in Ohio, it was first receiving but, um Was that is that by design, or is that part of the game plan, versus just how it kind of unfolded today? How uh,
8: a little started? bit of both. I mean, we're just, you know, again... Um, trying to use all the players that we have and then and you could script it like that sometimes but it doesn't always come out like that, right? It ends up in a little bit of a bottleneck sometimes and even though you have it set up to, to unfold a different way like it did tonight uh, where you had more of a, of a um, you know, mo- everything in moderation it seemed like. So um, I just think it's us growing as an offense and, and just uh, a little bit of happenstance there too perhaps. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. See you,
4: Sean. All right. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. And Sean McDermott's coach's podium is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. When we come back, I've got, uh, let's see, play of the game, the electric play of the game. We've got uh, eye on the quarterback. We've got the difference maker coming up. We've got more of your phone calls as well, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Buffalo Bay, uh, Buffalo Bills post game show. This is Buffalo Bills football.
2: The win hangs in the balance. The snap is good. The hold is good. The kick is up. The kick is good. It is good. The fireworks go off. The Bills go back to the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. This crowd is going crazy. The Bills are going crazy. The players are on the field just laying in the snow, dancing around, making snowmen. The Bills win it 32-29. to Amazing. Amazing.
14: It was a struggle, a back-and-forth affair, and a snowy ending, but a good ending. The Buffalo Bills coming out on top over the Miami Dolphins 32-29, to clinching a playoff berth for the fourth year in a row while winning their fifth straight game and taking revenge on their AFC East rival for losing earlier to Miami earlier in the season. Josh Allen, stellar in this one. 25 of 40, 304 yards in the air, four touchdowns passing. Allen also took command in the running game, 77 yards on 10 carries. It was tight end Dawson Knox leading the way for Bills receivers. Six catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown that would help ultimately tie the game in the fourth quarter. Despite everything, the Dolphins were able to move the ball Pretty well in this game as well. To a tongue of viola, a pair of touchdowns, 214 yards passing. Raheem Mostert had 136 yards rushing. Most of that damage coming in the first quarter alone. However, the Bills were able to bottle up Miami's running game in the second half. Jalen Waddell able to reel in 114 yards and a touchdown on just three receptions. Injury news for the Bills. Center Mitch Morse left this game due to a concussion and did not return. We'll get more updates as the week goes on with Morse's status. Injury report by the Barnes firm. Car crash? Call 1-800-8-MILLION. What's next for the Bills? They round out their NFC schedule on Christmas Eve. They're in Chicago taking on the Bears next week, Saturday. It's 1 o'clock kickoff on Christmas Eve. You'll be able to hear it all here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Elsewhere around the NFL, the two other games that happened earlier today, the Browns up end of the Ravens 13-3. The Vikings come back from 33-0, completing the largest comeback now in NFL history, beating the Indianapolis Colts 39-36 in overtime. This update brought to you by Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills
0: Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
2: takes a shotgun snap gonna keep it himself and run and he's got room josh into miami territory at the 35 at the 30 inside the 20 and he's finally knocked out of bounds josh allen runs a wild down the middle of the defense and then gets knocked out of bounds he goes 54 yards with that run
4: all right your eye on the quarterback It's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. And just to recap again, Josh Allen, three hundred and eighty-one total yards in this game, three hundred and four through the air, seventy-seven on the ground, four throwing touchdowns in this game. One to Dawson Knox, one to Quentin Morris, the other the other two, I should say, to the running backs, Naeem Hines and James Cook. And Allen finishes twenty-five of forty, three oh four and four touchdowns. A one hundred and nineteen quarterback rating. Before we get back to the phones, a quick reminder, 803 one 888 552 550 your phone numbers to give us a shout this evening. The Bills of course win 32 to 29 on a Tyler Bass game-winning field goal as time expired, but boy, it was quite a second half a tale of two quarters. The Bills Get outscored thirteen to nothing in the third quarter after taking a twenty-one to thirteen lead into the second half. They start the game. They start the second half of action on on the offensive side of the ball, receiving the second half kick. They go three and out, and it was kind of the rest of the trend for the third quarter. Let's go back to the phones and hear from the fans, and let's go to Paula, who's been waiting patiently. Paula, you're on the post game show. Welcome.
11: Hey, thank you. Uh, uh, coach kind of answered it, uh, but I want to know your opinion on the call to not have Motor go in the last twenty six seconds. To take a knee and not score.
4: Yeah, thanks for the call, Paula. Um, I think it really kind of stems from. I don't love the idea of kicking a field goal in those conditions. It was close enough where it's it, it's a chip shot. Even if he slips, feels like he can probably still make that field goal. But the idea was that I think they wanted to make sure that the Miami Dolphins had no timeouts left. Listen. This is a team that has probably got 13 seconds still in the back of their head and rightfully so. This is an offense from Miami that I think is you have to respect that in one play can cover seven points. Can can easily come back um, and tie that football game and take it to overtime. So I think the Bills wanted to make sure they had the last play, kick the ball with time expiring, and that going down on second down, that second down run by Motor instead of walking into the end zone, ensured the Dolphins had to use their final timeout, which they did on that play. The Bills take a knee. Um, you know, take it down to whatever it was, three seconds, kick the game winning field goal. There is no time left for the Miami Dolphins to try and tie the football game. So that's, um, that's kind of the mindset on there. Again, I, I don't love playing for the field goal, um, you know, getting six points and trying to force them to 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 score six on the other side, um, is pro- I would have probably felt better about. But again, this is a team that in the blink of an eye can score a seventy five yard touchdown, um, with relative ease, and that I think has got to be playing in the back of Sean McDermott's mind and um, Ken Dorsey's mind. So I, I think all in all, it it ended up working out great because they they kicked the field goal, and you know, there's no opportunity for the Dolphins to try to tie. That game. All right, thanks for the call, um, um, Paula. I appreciate it. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on the post-game show. Welcome, Matt. Hey, guys. Am I on? You are. All right, is this Nate Geary? This is. Oh, my God, Nate. I
13: just wanted to talk about, first of all, the Sabres won tonight. That's right. That? So
4: did the Bandits. First time that all three and have won bandit. in one day. Yeah. i followed following you on Twitter, so
13: I've meaning to say this because you actually blocked me the other day. <laughs> Um, we are talking about your golf takes cause they're horrendous, but uh,
11: I
4: just wanted to say
11: I cannot stand you. Uh-
4: All right, man. Anywho, uh, let's go to Dustin. Dustin, you're on the post game show. Welcome Dustin. How's
13: it going today? How are you? Good man. How are you? Awesome. So my deal was like, I think like a lot of like our, uh, D line pressure was not there. Like, like we're missing Jordan. Phillips was a huge miss today. Uh, Definitely missing Micah Hyde. Uh, The secondary was a little bit rough today, but I think uh, it's hard to put every game on Josh Allen. Yes, it is. He makes it happen every game. Awesome quarterback, probably MVP, if we all think that same way. But we need to stop this defense. Leslie Frazier's got to maybe make some changes. Matt Wano played well tonight. Uh, Tremaine Evans played well tonight, but... The pass coverage, the run defense was a huge, a huge thing to me, to what I saw tonight,
11: was not where it should be.
4: Yeah, and thanks for the call, Dustin. I I think there's again, there's there's a couple of things you can kind of continually look at with this run defense is when it's not working, it's the interior part of the defensive line. And I looked, you know, when you watch this game, there were a couple of plays where you see Daquan Jones just absolutely blowing up the guard. I mean, winning his one-on-one with relative ease and the play almost going behind him so it it was almost at times you watched this miami dolphins running attack sort of attack the aggressiveness of this Bills defensive line. We've seen teams earlier in the season do it to Ed Oliver, who you know at times kind of flies up the field. And when you fly up the field like that, you're susceptible to trap plays, to counter plays kind of coming behind you. And, and I'm wondering, you know, if in a couple of those instances, I'll get a chance, you know, obviously when, later at some point this week to go back, watch the All-22 and kind of see what happened in a couple of those situations. Um, but I get the sense that they – I think they knew the Bills' defensive line, especially on the inside, is uber-aggressive. They want to get up the field. They want to control the line of scrimmage. And I think at times they were using that against them. And, I, you know, whether or not – and let's be honest, too. <laughs> for as good as this defense is – I mean, they, they showed in, in pregame how many, you know, how many different areas of the game they rank either first, second, um, top five across the board – they struggle tackling. I just I don't remember a team that struggled as much as the Bills do tackling. When you have the players they do, and a lot of that just comes from just being maybe overly aggressive at times, where they're overrunning plays and arm tackling. A lot of arm tackling it seems to be at times. So missed tackles I think hurt them today. Um, the AJ Epinesa play on the long Raheem Mozart – uh, not the touchdown play, but ended up Bills ended up actually making the stop there. And they held me a field goal, which ended up being a huge, I think, point in the game early on that gave the Bills some momentum to go into uh, the later portions of that second quarter. But yeah, I, you know, they just arm tackling and overrunning plays, and I don't really think let, I Boogie Basham when he is on the field instead of Shaq Lawson, there's just there, there's a run game liability to me. I mean, he just he can't set the edge the same way that Shaq Lawson does. Shaq Lawson, and and at least when you've got Shaq Lawson and Greg Rousseau out in the field at the same time, you know you're going to get a level of run game responsibility on the edges. They're going to set the edges. They're not going to let guys get outside of them. And in this game, if you can funnel everything inside, you should be okay. But they were, I thought, doing a good job funneling everything inside, and they just weren't scraping over the top, those linebackers. and. You know, a lot of missed tackles, but it wasn't just on the linebackers in this game. I think there was a lot of missed tackles by the defensive line as well. Tim Settle had one where he just blew up the play. It's one-on-one with him and Raheem Mozart, and he just kind of whiffs on the play. And, you know, I mentioned the A.J. Epinesa play, and Daquan Jones had a couple where he had the running back kind of in his grasp, and um, it just didn't... um, it just didn't uh, just didn't work out so 803-0550 your number to call we're going to take it take a, a time out we've got the electric play of the game coming up on the other side we've got player of the game uh we'll continue taking your phone calls as well so we got a lot to get to here over the next hour or so you're listening to buffalo bills postgame show this is buffalo bills football
2: allen takes the snap wants to throw steps up in the pocket fires into the end zone and is caught dawson knocks touchdown buffalo Dawson Knox with a touchdown. Bring on the snow. It's snowing hard now, and the Bills are down by two points.
14: Points plenty in a back-and-forth affair. A snowy ending, but a good ending for the Buffalo Bills as they come out on top over the Miami Dolphins, 32-29 on a Saturday night, clinching their playoff berth for the fourth season in a row while winning their fifth straight game. Josh Allen stellar in this game for the Bills as the quarterback went 25 of 40, 304 yards in the air along with four touchdowns. Allen also taking command in the running game, 77 yards on 10 carries. It was Dawson Knox leading the way in receiving. The tight end had six catches for 98 yards and a touchdown that ultimately helped tie the game in the fourth quarter. Miami was able to move this ball as well today as they were able to get going Through the air and on the ground, Tua Tonga-Viola, a pair of touchdowns, 214 yards passing. Raheem Mostert had 136 yards rushing. Most of that damage, though, coming in the first quarter alone. Jalen Waddell able to reel in 114 yards and a touchdown on just three receptions. Injury news for the Bills. Center Mitch Morse left this game due to a concussion and did not return. We will get more updates about Morse's status as the week goes on. Injury report by the Barnes firm. Car crash. Call one eight hundred eight million. What's next for the Bills? They round out their NFC schedule on Christmas Eve as they are in Chicago taking on the Bears next week Saturday. It's a one o'clock kickoff on Christmas Eve. You could hear it all right here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Around the NFL, the Browns upending the Ravens earlier today by a score of thirteen to three. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings coming back from thirty three to nothing completing the largest comeback in NFL history as they beat the Indianapolis Colts 39-36 in overtime. Out-of-town scores delivered by the UPS stores of Western New York, every ink for small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
2: The win hangs in the balance. The snap is good. The hold is good. The kick is up. The kick is good it is good the fireworks go off the bills go back to the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year this crowd is going crazy the bills are going crazy the players are on the field just laying in the snow dancing around making snowmen the bills win it 32 to 29 amazing amazing that
4: electric play of the game, courtesy of John Murphy, brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills post-game show. Nate Geary here, live from our Amherst studios. The Bills win thirty-two to twenty-nine. We are have a bunch, a bunch of locker room sound to uh, to bring to you over the next eh, half hour. Or so. Uh we could also take some phone calls, 8030550. If you want to get us in there, uh you could tweet at me at Nakiri Sports on Twitter as well. I can fire off a few of those as well. But uh before we do any of that, oh, uh, geez, who do we go with here? Uh what do you what do you think what do you think, uh, Zach? I, I kind of like Matt Milano. No, Matt is really short. Let's go to uh Naeem Hines, who had his first touchdown as a bill. So Naeem Hines and is brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local
0: 210.
12: Yes, yes, yes. It's like a it's probably like uh like if you ever seen Steve Kerr with Steph Curry when he's dribbling around these shoots, it's it's a lot like that. But uh, seems like it always works out for us. What
2: does that say about what Kent Dorsey is doing? I know you know sometimes there are still things you guys are working through as an offense, but to get so many different guys involved today, yeah, Josh connected with I think nine different receivers.
12: I mean, look, Josh is probably the best player in this league. So when you have a guy like that, he he makes everything right. Uh, even when plays break down, he can make things happen with his legs and. Uh, that's why we play so hard for him he's a great player great leader and uh we know what we got in 17 so we gotta protect him at all costs and he's gonna take us a long a long way now i
15: gotta know because i just walked over here what was the question we were answering from katherine about steve kerr and everything what was what was that answer about
12: oh uh just uh <laughs> when um you know when uh josh was running around right before halftime and you know it was one of those oh no oh no yes plays. so uh that's what i did i mean i was like oh no i saw the two and then the one i saw him throw the ball and i'm like not sitting there of course it's a fellow running back james catching it for a touchdown you know that's super exciting so uh I'm always excited uh, when anybody scores, but, you know, when somebody in your, in your group, that's a big thing. Can you describe your play, your touchdown, and how that happened? <laughs> it, was a lot, uh, it was a lot easier than James's. Um, honestly, for me, I didn't have to do anything special, right place, right time. I think they blew the coverage, but uh, I tried had to catch the ball, and, uh, you know, I'm super excited for that and humbled for the opportunity. And obviously being a part of this scene here in this stadium with this crowd for the first time, what was that like for you? <laughs> It was crazy. Uh, Bill's Mafia, uh, I've heard a lot about the fans. Each game has gotten crazier. They were here. They had it packed. You know, snow, rain, shine, it doesn't matter. They're here. So uh, super excited for it. Caught my first real punt. I mean, I've been catching in the snow, but uh, it was a downpour of snow today, so I had to catch a couple punts, and uh, it's making me a better returner and player. What is that like
15: when it, when the snow's coming at your face and you have to look up in the lights and the ball and find the
12: ball in the snow at night? What's that like? It's very tough, but, uh, I mean, I'm a pro at it, and uh, – one of the best people in the league at it. So uh just got to do that. got to be expert at it. And uh, it's very hard, but uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do and win your one-on-one battles. And that was my one-on-one battle uh, catching the punt with snow in my face. And I really couldn't <laughs> see the ball well, but I had to do what I had to do.
4: All right. That is Bill's running back, Naeem Hines, talking about, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine what it's like returning punts in the snow, in the dark with lights. I, I just, I, I can't even for a minute try to uh, visualize that or think about what kind of pressure you must be feeling as a player Uh, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification you're listening to the buffalo bills radio network sports radio 550 wtr buffalo wkse hd2 niagara falls buffalo 98.5 fm Always live on the free Odyssey app. Thanks to my buddy Jeff Kerr of CBS. Josh Allen's throwing for 304 yards and rushing for 77 in tonight's win. He's tied Michael Vick and Russell Wilson for the most games with 300 yards passing and 75 yards plus rushing in NFL history. The only two to do that. With three such games, uh, a fourth would make him the only player in NFL history with uh, four 300-yard games passing and 75-plus yards rushing. He's an alien, folks. Absolute. Alien, uh, eight zero three zero five fifty. Your number to call. Take a timeout We've got more player sound. We'll hear from uh, Bills wide receiver Gabriel Davis. We'll hear from Taron Johnson at a great game tonight. Uh, Dawson Knox as well. So we got a bunch of a bunch more sound from your locker room when we're coming back. and We've also got the uh, difference maker of the game. So we got a lot to get you here over the next little while. This is the Buffalo Bills radio network.
2: Josh in the shotgun takes, runs to his right, fires to the end zone. It is caught in the end zone and it is a Buffalo touchdown. Touchdown, Buffalo. Quentin Morris made the catch. The Bills take the lead. A 14-yard strike from Josh Allen to Quentin Morris.
4: No surprise, Josh Allen, your difference maker of the game. It's brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at Red Shirt Treatment. Dot com. All right, let's go live to the locker room to hear from Bill's tight end, Dawson Knox, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Yeah, Dawson, it
5: looked like you had a corner mask stuff on you and you just kind of shook him at the post. Can you just
3: kind of walk us through that route? Or? Yeah, just um, another great play call by Doris. Um, great job up front giving Josh time to read it out. Um, it was an outbreaking route, so we had Gabe, I think it was Gabe, like on a corner to kind of take all the attention away um, Know, left me one on one. I'm not sure if he was a corner or safety, but I knew it was man to man coverage. Um, Released inside to try to make him think I had an inside breaking route. Um, gave him a little something at the top and broke out, and Josh put on the money. Red
5: zone conversions today. You guys would perfect if you didn't kick that last one at the end. Um, Josh mentioned you guys put some new stuff in. How'd you guys take to that new stuff and kind of make it look good? I mean, it's-
3: yeah, yeah um, it just comes down to execution across the board. Um, huge shout-out to the O-line up front um, with an injury, you know, guy stepping in. Um, that's kind of been the case all year with injuries. Guys have been put in different positions. I can't even imagine how hard that is from um, a lineman's standpoint to be used to one position than having to change. So um, they battled their tails off um, and did their job. But uh, it, just, it just comes down to execution. Um, great play calling by Doris and um, – had a lot of opportunities this week to practice those new plays. So when it got called in the game, we were ready for it. How much confidence
9: does it give you to know that you were going to be, you know, the top, the primary in this game? You know, I mean, you had that one-on-one matchup. You were isolated for the majority of the whole game and Dodge just kept connecting with you. So how much confidence did it give you?
3: Yeah, um, I mean, going into the game, we never really know how many targets we're going to get. Um, there's game weeks where I think, I might have six or seven targets and never get the ball. Um, and then there's games that <clears throat> I'm not really expecting a whole lot um, and have a big game. So it's just, it comes down to doing your 111th, whatever the play call is. Um, thankfully, we were able to exploit some of that man to man coverage. Uh, when you got Diggs and um, Gabe running around down the field, they're drawing attention from everyone. So it leaves me one on one. So uh, when you got great receivers around you, are kind of, it can put you on an island, so it gives me a little bit uh, of extra wiggle room when it, when I
10: get those one-on-one matchups. We've seen a lot of versions of Josh Allen doing his thing tonight with the run, with the two-point conversion, the snow and the whole thing. Where's this one
3: right? I don't even know. That's, that's a hard question. I mean, um, he makes plays that I've never seen before. Sometimes you kind of turn into a fan while you're watching them. Um, Unfortunately, I was under a 300-pound three-technique on that play that he reached the ball <laughs> over on the two-point. So I didn't see it until we saw the jumbotron. But um, I've, I've kind of talked about it before. It's not even surprising at this point. Um, you're just like, oh, there's Josh being Josh again. Um, he's the best quarterback in the league, the best football player in the league. So um, anytime you got him on your team, you, you got a chance to win. Did you say anything to him about the risk
6: he took at the end of the half there? Uh- Stretching the play out when you had a field goal. (laughs) That's one of those where
3: it's like when he's making plays like that, no one says anything. You know, just tap on the butt, good job, Josh. Good job being yourself. Um, Yeah, there's nothing to really be said when he's making plays like
6: that. How about the long one you caught early? That was against zone, right? You kind of put it uh, like up and out this way. The first one?
3: Yeah, Yeah, it it was a zone coverage. so. Again, we had one of our star receivers going deep, taking the top off, and that left a nice little zone. It was wide open right there in the middle. Um, again, Josh put it on the money. gave me some space to so run with it a little bit. Had,
5: sorry, we go. Very good. Um, you guys have had some stretches where you have a lull on offense. What are you guys doing on the sideline to kind of hone back in, knowing you got to put it together before the game's out? Like, I'm just curious what the – cross talks like when you know you're you hit that low and you got to pull yourselves
3: out yeah um that's just the nature of the sport um there's never going to be a perfect game you're going to have ups and downs in every game there's there's going to be those lulls so um the best teams find ways to push through that um and they find ways to win whether it's by one or a hundred so um i think that's just across the board execution um just taking each play with a you know next play mentality you can't have a You've got to have a short term memory in this game. You can't be thinking about what you did wrong the play before. I had a drop over the middle that I was pissed off about, but it's just one of those things you got to wipe off and play the next one. So um, if you let one play beat you twice, um, that's when you really start going downhill.
2: Awesome. You about season, especially at tight end, that balance of doing whatever the team needs, but being competitive and wanting to make those big plays. So what did tonight feel like just to speed back in the mix? 98 yards, blood touchdowns, you know, have a game where it's not just being as excited
3: about the penalty last week? Yeah. Um, Anytime I can be directly involved in the offense like this, it's very exciting. It's very fun. Um, I've always had the mindset that the best tight ends of the league are to be happy blocking and happy catching. So whether it's blocking 100 plays out there to get the team to win or catching 10 balls, going for 100 yards with touchdowns, um, it just comes down to doing whatever's necessary to win. And a big shout-out to Q Morris on that big touchdown um, we're super excited for him to get in the end zone as well, so um, I think it's just whatever the play call is, whatever the game plan is for the week, we got to go execute it
4: all right bill's tight end Dawson Knox coming off his uh, i mean season best performance, six catches ninety eight yards, and a score of the game tying score by the way. But the thing with dawson Knox, and I mean i've been kind of pining over the last month, month and a half that this team that Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen to a certain extent have to involve. Dawson Knox in the game plan more. And tonight is, I think, just a really good example. He's got to be a bigger piece to this puzzle in the red zone for this team. He is one of, it's, it's crazy to think he's a tight end. You don't think of tight ends outside of like Travis Kelsey as being the true deep threat, the downfield threat for this offense. When, Do- when Dawson Knox is, is winning downfield, this offense tends to run at a different level um, than we've really kind of seen over the last month, month and a half, since they've just been working through things, I guess I would say. But, you know, Dawson Knox tonight, big night for him. Season best, six catches, 98 yards, and a score. We're going to go to Cole Beasley, who made it. His season debut for the Bills getting called up from the practice squad. So here's Cole Beasley. It's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210.
15: All right, Cole. Well, uh, man, that, that's a heck of a first one back for you,
10: huh? What do you, what'd you think of just the ending and how everything played out in the scene? Man, it was, it was just awesome to be out there and be a part of it, man, and, and be back with the guys. Uh, I was just having a blast. So i um, just helping any way I can. is Glad to be a part of a W. What was this week like for you to get up to speed as quick as you had to to be able to go out there and play? Yeah, it's just you know, kind of getting back into it, uh, getting back used to running routes again, and um, you know, just catching up to speed with the different uh, things that they do now. Um, I mean, it's mostly the same. Oh, sorry, it's mostly the same stuff, but um, there's a few few different things that I had to learn. So, but it was it was good to be here.
13: At any time, in the, in particular, in the second half, watching 17 play from the sideline a little bit there, and even when you were out there, did you kind of look at it and go, God, he's still do
10: it oh yeah I mean of course he can you know he, he's he's a young cat so he better be able to still do it if he was already uh washed up we'd be in trouble um but no he's he's a hell of a player he's, he's the best in the business so um I'm just glad they let me come back and and get to play with him a little bit is there something that you saw tonight and you're like oh yeah oh yeah he he does do that all the time you know in terms of being able to pit, uh, bring the team back late oh yeah you know anytime we get in a two-minute situation I feel like that's when he plays his best ball and um, you know, along with the other guys as well, they know how to rise to the occasion, and uh, that's what you need to to go deep in the playoffs. So, um, you know, it was, it was awesome to get to see them uh, do it firsthand and not through the TV.
13: Now, to be clear, they yelled Beasley for you when you caught that pass. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. how, how nice
10: was that to hear? No, it was awesome. The fans were great. Um, you know, it felt like it did when I first got here. Um, it was awesome to be out there, and I'm glad I got to at least touch one. So, um, no, it was a good feeling to be back. How did you feel physically out there, just being back in a game again? I felt I felt really good. You know, as a competitor, you always want to be in there more, and I didn't, I didn't want to waste how good I felt. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm okay helping any way I can. I had a good time tonight, so you know, whatever they need me to do, I'm here to do.
4: All right, that's Bill's wide receiver, the newest Bills wide receiver. Cole Beasley re-signing this week and being brought up from the practice squad today. I mentioned this on pregame. John Brown has one more practice squad call-up, Cole Beasley two. There are three games remaining. I would be shocked if either player is officially activated to the active roster. They get to the playoffs. They've got unlimited um, in terms of roster moves from the practice squad call-ups. They'll have unlimited opportunities to bring both or one or both players up from the practice squad. So that gives them some roster flexibility as they get into the playoffs. But I, I suspect Cole Beasley's role will continue to grow over the next couple of weeks, especially when I'm looking at that matchup in two weeks against Cincinnati. Not going to overlook a very, I would say, pesky Chicago Bears team. Justin Fields really coming into his own. He is one of the you know, he's one of the best run running quarterbacks in football right now. It's just a dangerous, dangerous weapon. All right, we're going to head back to the locker room because we've got Gabriel Davis now, and Gabriel Davis is brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210.
13: Started off that second half with I think four punts and a fumble, but able to stick with it and kind of you know make the plays when they really really counted and you needed them. Obviously, Josh was a big part of that. On that last drive, could you kind of walk us through what the feeling was inside that huddle?
1: Um,
16: I mean, we want to have the balls, the ball in our hand when the game's on the line. Um, That's what the offense wants, and we were able to get it, and you know we show what we can do with it. So uh, we're ready for those situations. That's when we play our best ball. Um, we had all the confidence in the world that we were going to go down there and, uh, and put it away.
15: What's it like for you as a player to see that scene at the end of the game? The snow is falling down. you got Tyler lining it up. The fans are going crazy to clinch a playoff berth.
16: Yeah, I mean, that's what Buffalo is about, right? That's, that's the Buffalo atmosphere we wanted. We knew it was going to be that uh, coming into the fourth quarter. Um, and then we kind of boosted us and, and got us ready. And, you know, we had a smooth transition all the way down the field.
13: There's about 40 seconds left when Devin gets the ball and decides to kind of slide there at the one and not go in. Was there any talk about that on the sideline that, hey, don't just go in because you know, you're able to kill the clock then?
16: Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a smart ball, um, unselfish ball by a single tear uh, to be able to go down and just think of it, put the team first instead of his stats. And, you know, that's why we have a great football team. All right,
4: Bills wide receiver Gabriel Davis live from the locker room. Timeout, other side. We're going to hear from Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White. They met with the media immediately after we weren't able to pick them up live, so we'll have that for you on the other side. Uh, We're going to also hear from Taron Johnson as well. So we've got some more player sound live from the locker room to get to. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills radio network.
2: Allen takes the snap. Wants to throw, steps up in the pocket, fires into the end zone, and is caught. Dawson Knox, touchdown, Buffalo. Dawson Knox with the touchdown. Bring on the snow. It's snowing hard now, and the Bills are down by two points.
14: Points plenty in a back-and-forth affair. A snowy ending, but a good ending for the Buffalo Bills as they come out on top over the Miami Dolphins, 32-29 on a Saturday night, clinching their playoff berth for the fourth season in a row while winning their fifth straight game. Josh Allen stellar in this game for the Bills as the quarterback went 25 of 40, 304 yards in the air along with four touchdowns. Allen also taking command in the running game, 77 yards on 10 carries. It was Dawson Knox leading the way in receiving. The tight end had six catches for 98 yards and a touchdown that ultimately helped tie the game in the fourth quarter. Miami was able to move this ball as well today as they were able to get going Through the air and on the ground, Tua Tonga-Viola, a pair of touchdowns, 214 yards passing. Raheem Mostert had 136 yards rushing. Most of that damage, though, coming in the first quarter alone. Jalen Waddell able to reel in 114 yards and a touchdown on just three receptions. Injury news for the Bills. Center Mitch Morse left this game due to a concussion and did not return. We will get more updates about Morse's status as the week goes on. Injury report by the Barnes firm. Car crash, call one 800 What's next for the Bills? They round out their NFC schedule on Christmas Eve as they are in Chicago taking on the Bears next week Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff on Christmas Eve. You can hear it all right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Around the NFL, the Browns upending the Ravens earlier today by a score of 13-3. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings coming back from 33 to nothing completing the largest comeback in NFL history as they beat the Indianapolis Colts 39-36 in overtime. Out-of-town scores delivered by the UPS stores of Western New York. Every ing for small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
4: All right, welcome back to our final segment here on the Buffalo Bills post-game show on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Time now for some more sound from the locker room. Let's go to Taron Johnson first. Uh, Taron uh, had a good game today. A couple of pass breakups. So Taron Johnson meeting with the media. It's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local Two Ten.
1: Held up pretty well in the red zone. Is that kind of what you're also kind of leaning on? In the fact that hey, if we play good up against our own goal line, that's what we want. I mean.
16: Being great in the red zone is everything, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Keeping them from scoring touchdowns is is a big deal, especially with our offense, you know? So, I mean, I feel like we've just been doing a good job in the red zone. Coaches have been doing a good job mixing the calls up and keeping the offenses on their toes. What was it like seeing
12: that guy back out there?
16: Oh. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like that, you know what I'm saying? Best corner in the world, so that's just what I feel like. It seemed like both
15: you and Trey, the two plays you made on the sidelines late in the game, almost like you ran the route for those guys. I mean, is that like film study, knowing what's coming? Um, I think the one the one for you is on your sideline, kind of mm-hmm. kind of yeah. uh, like maybe at their 20, 30-yard line. Is that like film study, kind of knowing what's coming on third down? I mean, really just kind of seeing
16: something and, and, and triggering, you know what I'm saying? I see it, I'm, I'm going to go, and I try to play with no hesitation.
12: What was the conversation like about the snowball stuff on the sideline between either them coming in or, or just the 15-yard penalty I mean, thing? I was saying that. I mean, it was the Dolphins. The Dolphins fans could be
16: doing that too. You know what I'm saying? It's not just us in the, uh, in the stadium. They got Dolphins fans out there that was probably throwing stuff, trying to agitate the refs against us. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is.
4: All right, that is Bill's nickel corner, Taryn Johnson. All right, here's the big one. Jordan Poyer, Tradavius White. They met with the media immediately after the game. It's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210.
5: Some big third-down stops there, second half um, You know, Taron had two of them. And then the other one, the other one. But just your thoughts on kind of getting them when you really, really need them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd like
17: to be better. Uh, it's kind of been a point of emphasis all season long. But when, like you said, when... Uh, we need to make the stops we did. Um, like I said, there's some obviously some plays that, that we all wish we had back. Um, but then day, we, we made the stops we had to. Um, offense did a hell of a job going down, and, and T-Bass doing what he does. So um, it, was a, it was a fun game. Jordan, down eight,
5: Josh takes him downfield. Then you guys get to stop. The snow starts flying. Some <laughs> crazy. What was that experience
17: like? almost like it, it was all supposed to happen, right? It was like. Uh, I mean, we didn't see much snow. That we thought we were going to see a lot more snow than we did. Um, but yeah, like you said, Josh goes down, takes the offense down, scores, and starts just coming down. Um, it was just, it was, it was actually kind of surreal. Uh, it was fun, fun atmosphere though. Trey,
5: you got your hands on some balls. Probably have like three, four pass breakups today. I know you almost had a pick there that you're probably still shaking your head about. But
16: it's good to be around the ball as much as you were tonight. For sure. Uh... It's been a process. Um, still got work to do, but uh, I mean, it was good to get a win today. But it's good getting around the ball and make some plays for the team. So anytime you can do that, it's good. Good. Good day.
3: When you say it's a, a process, tell us how you feel
16: and you know, relative to the knee and, and how you're coming along. Um, you know, these things are you know, they're different. Everybody's different. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of a lot of support around me. A lot of a lot of great people. A lot of great trainers to you know help me along the way. A lot of great teammates too. So. Um, I'm not where I want to be, uh, still a work in progress too. Uh, I continue to work and do rehab e- each and every day uh, on top of the football stuff too. So uh, uh, once I got back into football, uh, the, the, the rehab got kind of harder because I got to kind of lay back on it and, and kind of focus on football too. So it's, it's been kind of hard to continue on the rehab and, and focus on ball too and be better in my craft. So um, like I said, got a, got a lot, of, lot of support around me, so uh, it's, 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 it's okay.
11: Jordan, I, I, I know, obviously, it's
3: one step um, to a larger goal, but what does clinching the playoff spot now, with you know still a few games left to go,
17: with me? <coughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to the postseason. I think this is the uh, what is it the fifth time out of six, five out of six. I mean, that's pretty damn awesome if you ask me um, to be able to have a chance to play in the postseason. Um, job's not finished. Obviously, we want to continue to. Get better, uh, especially defensively. Us, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta do some things better on third down. Uh, we gotta tackle better, um, myself included. Uh, a couple plays out there, left out there, but you know we're gonna get better. And we're gonna continue to get better. Uh, it's awesome to go and get get a playoff berth. Uh, we got what are we playing next week, Chicago. We got a uh, hard, tough road game next week in Chicago, so we'll prepare and get ready for that. Right, um
9: you know, you're just being back, how much fun is it? You know, you get an
16: opportunity just to get back out there and compete with you guys. Uh, I mean, been out of football for a whole year, so, and, uh, I've been doing it my whole life, so it's, it's been a process, like I said, and it's been a journey, man, it's, it's still going, ongoing too, um, but like I said before, man, the, the, the support and, and the treatment that I've been getting for the last year, has been next to none, and, um, without the, the support and the, the training staff and, you know, the, 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 the strength conditioning staff, man, I wouldn't be where I am now, so, uh, like I said, I'm going to keep counting my blessings and keep keep uh, playing the good Lord that I can continue to go out there and put my best foot forward and continue to get better to get back to where ultimately where I was before before this happened. I
5: know you guys have a lot of respect for Taron. I mean, he's just, it's been a rock for you guys this mm-hmm. is Seeing him come up with the, those two third down stops on a consecutive series, is that just like something you guys are
17: used to seeing from him? or? Yeah, I mean, he's been doing that since he's came to Buffalo. I mean, he's really – um, establish himself within this defense. He's really one of our key key players on defense that really does everything. Um, I think he plays probably the hardest position in our defense just because he's asked to do a lot. He's asked to cover. He's asked to tackle. He's asked to blitz. Um, he's asked to fill the A-gap. Um, and so having him and having him play the way that he does, it's such a huge asset for us. And you know we're going to continue to need him down the stretch. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's on our team because I think he's the best nickel in the game.
3: You guys have played Miami down at the wire twice now. with their way up down there, your way up here. Rubber match in the cards, perhaps. Definitely- <laughs> I
17: don't know. We'll see. I don't know.
2: Trey, with uh, the past breakups tonight, what were you seeing on those plays, and do you think that's just kind of a testament to where you are, having to getting back, or what was helping you
16: with those? I mean you see our front you see our front four those guys get out to the quarterback so i think that uh, it's a mixture of both uh, uh, rushing and coverage you know you can't have tight coverage you going to have a good rush so uh, our front 7 is next to none in the league
1: uh dq shack
16: I want to miss Ed, Greg, AJ, Boogie, uh, Tre'maine, Matt. Those guys get out to the quarterback and you know make the quarterback you know make some ill advised throws. So I was just fortunate enough to be around the ball. Jordan, you mentioned third down. Have you been able
14: to
17: pinpoint what is happening on third down situations? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I think you know I've really necessarily been able to pinpoint. You know, I got to go back and look at the tape today. Um, yeah, I think it uh, just comes down to fundamentals, communication, um, just continuing to work on our craft. Um, you know, we are a good defense, and that has been a point of emphasis, being able to, especially third and longs, uh, being able to get off the field. Uh, and we will. Yeah, I had, we got the right guys in the locker room, the right coaches, to, uh, and, and we're going to come, like I said, turn the page on this tomorrow, and we'll get ready to play Chicago and be better next week.
16: Trey, uh, what are your thoughts out there with uh, playing with Kyrie? Uh, I mean, Kyrie's I mean, I, I've met him, you know, before we even drafted him. I had his number before, so I was always a fan of him. And then my uh, DB coach from college went to Florida, and uh, he was trying to uh, get me to kind of persuade him to stay. But uh, I, when I went went back and watched his film, I, I, I called my coach back. I was like, Coach, there's nothing that I can say to this guy. Like he's he's gone. So, um, but uh, just to have him out there, just to have him moving around and making big time plays like he did. Uh, man, it's, 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 it's something that we, you know, we've know we been looking forward to. And, uh, you know, he's been working, continues to work, and while he's waiting. And, uh, you know, his hard work is starting to pay off. So he's getting some confidence, and he's starting to play with some swagger. So, you know, whenever you can do that as a defensive back, it's, it's always going to be good. How about the environment out there?
17: Go ahead. I was going to say the Gators lost to the Beavers today, just in case you guys were wondering. So go, Beavers. I had to throw that out there
9: the environment out there tonight uh fans showed up a lot of snow in the stands snow being thrown onto the field you ever seen anything like that and what was it like from a player's perspective
17: i've never heard the announcer say please listen to josh island stop throwing snowballs on the field that was that was crazy that was the first time i've ever heard that i mean i and then i couldn't tell if like how would they know if a miami you know fan was throwing snowballs out there and then they're going to give us the penalty i didn't know how they were going to how, how they're going to monitor that? I mean, it's just—it's an electric night, man. Fans are excited. The snow's on the ground. Um, I did get hit in the back with a snowball. There was—it was all crazy. But I mean, what are you going to do? They're out there having fun. Uh, we're trying to put on a show. Um, it was electric, especially once the snow started coming down. And um, then obviously T-Bass going in for the game winner. It was awesome.
4: All right, that is Bills, safety Jordan Poyer and TreDavious White again following the Bills 32 to 29 regulation win. As time expires, the Bills move to 11 and 3, 6 and 1 at home, and the Dolphins, they officially fall to 8 and 6, and their uh their playoff hopes officially on the ropes. Right now they uh they face a would you call them a desperate Green Bay Packers team? um next week at home and then they've got the two division games to uh to end the season on the road in new england and then they finish up the season at home against the new york jets so I, my bet with bulldogs looking really good right about now zach you know what my bet, my bet with bulldog is i believe it's that they won't even get to 10 wins i have over under nine and a half wins and i took the i took the under so if they if they don't win two of these next three look at you yeah I wasn't feeling super confident when I made the bet, but I was I, I was have, dug yeah. in. I, I I you know, I dug in on that one. Um, and I'm feeling better and better and better about it. Last week I texted Bulldog during postgame and I said, I'm really liking my bet. Maybe you if you, you can send me the twenty bucks right now if you want. Um I'm feeling pretty good about it though. All right. That's gonna do it back here for me in our Amherst Studios, uh, local. Monday morning. Buffalo Bills football Monday. Howard and Jeremy in the morning, so that uh that will do it there. Thanks to all of our uh, affiliates across the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. We appreciate you. Uh, and good night to all those. The Bills win 32-29. And um, face on next week on the road in Chicago against the Bears. For me, Nate Geary, Zach Jones, and uh, Derek Kramer as well. We appreciate you listening here. This is Buffalo Bills
1: football. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.